Welcome to the Revival Center Podcast, where you can hear the latest messages and thoughts from our church. We hope you are encouraged and blessed by today's message. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Revival Center Podcast. We are so excited that you are here with us today. Um, We're here continuing our Revival Talk series. Uh, Recently, we've been doing a lot of what we like to call community spotlights, where we have been talking with leaders in the community, leaders in our church, different people, um, whether that be in uh, mayors or in the schools or wherever. We're just trying to navigate and talk about how our, our local leaders are navigating the current time, the current events, and of course, the big current event that's happening is COVID-19, and so we're continuing on with that series today. And uh, if you have not already liked, subscribed to our podcast, we would greatly appreciate it. The best way that we can continue to grow in our community, continue to have people joining in on this journey with us, uh, is by your sharing, by your ratings. Uh, the more that you rate, the more that you like, the more people are able to see us. And so we would greatly appreciate that. And today. We have a very special guest with us. It's the mayor of Vincent right here uh, where our church is located. And that's uh, Mayor Mayor Ray McAllister, excuse me. And so we're just so excited that he's here. So thank you so much for being here. And if you want to introduce yourself to the people of our podcast. I appreciate y'all giving me the opportunity to, to be with you today. And I'm Ray McAllister. I've been mayor of Vincent for 11 years and uh, have watched our city grow and watched y'all's church grow, uh, and and so uh, I'm just proud to be here today. Yes, sir. Amen to that, and I appreciate that, and, and uh, I kind of echo uh, what Pastor Devin said, which is um, we're very thankful for your time to sit down with us and just talk about our community that we love, that we invest in, that we want to see prosperous in every shape, form, and fashion, and I uh, appreciate our friendship. Uh, thank you for um, the relationship that we have. You know, in fact, um, the building program that we're in, the architects that we're using, um, one of the reasons we're using them is because of your recommendation to use them, um, CTSM. And uh, and just working with our church during the whole um, building process. So, so thank you for your friendship. Um, so with that being said, as we jump into it, I uh, just want to ask, how are you doing through the COVID-19 uh, how's your family doing? I'm doing fine, staying busy. We've got a number of projects going with the city right now, so that kind of takes my mind off of it a little bit. But but I'm doing fine. Family's doing great. We've not had any sickness, thank the Lord. And uh, so we just keep moving on. Yeah, no, that, that is a praise report. How has the, the COVID-19 affected um, the sidewalk project that has been going on? Has it slowed down at all, or has it been... Not at all. That contractor works rain or shine. (laughs) I understand. That's a good thing to go ahead and get it knocked down. And Uh, and they've done a great job. Yes, they have. It looks beautiful. It looks beautiful. It didn't realize how much it was going to change, I guess, the curbside appeal. You know, it just looks nice. It looks good. Well, we're very proud of it. It's something that's taken us five years to get off the ground and get done. It uh, was handled through a state grant, but it seemed like every year there was something that had to, to, mm. to push it back another year. And so finally this year they've, they've gotten started and they will have the project done in 120 days. Oh, wow. Hey, that's so, really good. So we're, we're tickled to death and just real excited about it. Yes. Yeah, no, I, I would agree. And, 
So that project has it slowed down, um, but how has the virus affected the community? Um, has, has there been things that have had to close, like maybe the park area? Um, how has it affected the community at large? It's affected us in different ways in other communities and uh, just depends on how you look at it. But what we've tried to do throughout the whole thing is pretty much mimic the state guidelines. If they set the guidelines, we try to follow them, like the parks. The park has been closed completely. Um, the library has been closed. And we're looking at now how we're going to get started back into it. And, and if you take the uh, distance rule between people, you have to be very careful. And most especially like on the kiddie playground, because you can't take hand sanitizer and go in there and spray it every time each child goes through. It's just something you can't do. Yeah. Library, the way our computers are, are set up at the library, sort of in a circle, uh, we're not going to be able to initially use all the computers. We'll have to use a few of them, and, mm -hmm. and I think we can use three. And, uh, and, and then at that point, people will have to sign up and, and book time, just like make an appointment to use the computers. Yes, sir. Yeah, and I know that, of course, everybody is affected differently, and um, we're, of course, glad to hear that your family isn't directly affected with the, the sickness. Um, but, but in terms of the outbreak locally, I know that here in, you know, Shelby County there, we were one of the first counties just because of our relation in terms of distance to Birmingham, that we were one of the first ones to have cases. But I know that, you know, looking at the numbers, it hasn't seemed to be quite as spread and quite as bad as a lot of the other places in Alabama. So do you have some information kind of on how it's been here in the local area? Yes, it, it's not been that bad. Uh, I think we've had uh, something like 17 deaths through the whole thing. And uh, we haven't had that many reports. We know of a few, but most especially in our local area, Harpersville, Vincent area, we've been very, very blessed. Yeah, absolutely. And and those deaths are in the, the entirety of the county. Yes, correct? that's okay. correct. Yeah, so that's... And most of them are, are old people over 65 years old. Mm. Okay, yeah. Mm. And, and I know for, for a lot of people, especially those with pre-existing condition or in that, um, that age group that is high at risk, I know that a lot of people have been trying to be extra careful, you know, in this time. That's right, because your, your older people are a little more delicate and they don't get over things as quick and, and they just are, are very much at risk more so than the younger people are. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I know a lot of people, everybody has been handling this differently in terms of personally, um, you, you know, people are trying to do the best they can and, and different things like that. But how do you think the community has, is coming through this? Have you seen a lot of people being unified and banding together? How have you seen the community as a, at large reacting to it? I have been so proud of this community. And I mean, you just stop and think, Vincent Harpersville is not a community of young people. Mm -hmm. They're mostly older people. Mm -hmm. We've got people that are, are homebound. Mm -hmm. uh, they stay at home all the time. So the, the uh, uh, can't think of my own thing. Mm -hmm. They, uh, sort of bond together, I guess you could say, would be the best thing. And uh, they've, they've gotten together and help each other. Mm -hmm. 
and it's been a, a real large uh, effort to actually go in and work with the people that need help, that have meal, need meals, uh, need somebody to go to the grocery store for them, need somebody to go to the drugstore for them. And uh, so it's, it's, we've seen a community come together. I agree. I've seen the same thing myself. I've seen a lot of our members really rally around each other and are willing to go, you know, shopping for someone who is elderly so they don't have to get out. In That's it, right. You know, things right. like that. So. And we see a lot of that. Mm -hmm. We see a lot of that. And uh, some of the people at our church, mm -hmm. uh, they've got a phone list that they call once a week yep. just to check on people, to be sure they're okay, mm -hmm. to see if they need anything. Mm -hmm. And it uh, kind of going back like the olden days used to be. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's not a thing wrong with yes, it. Sir. Yes, sir. Well, um, as things are starting to kind of, I guess, if you want to say open up, um, how is our community going to be changed because of COVID-19? Just from your, just your opinion, from, from your vantage point, how, how is Vincent going to be different because of what we've went through? Well, I think that uh, the people of Vincent are going to be very positive about it. Uh, they have been very cooperative as far as the distance. They've been very cooperative. Uh, now, we've had to close City Hall down, basically. Uh, our people are at work, some of our people at work, but there's nobody comes in City Hall unless they have an appointment. And people have been just gracious about working with us, and, and I think it's going to keep a positive effect on the people of Vincent. Mm -hmm. Uh, they've just gotten closer together and, and realized that this is a very serious thing. Mm -hmm. It's not something to, to not look at and not work on, and, and it's going to just make the community that much closer together. Yeah, absolutely. And, and in terms of with the opening up, I think you touched on it briefly, but, you know, the library having to follow different different guidelines and things like that, and, of course, at some point, you know, when the parks are able to open, there'll be different guidelines. Um, do you foresee that this being kind of a, a long-term progression of, you know, opening up slightly and testing and seeing and then, you know, going from there? Do you see that continuing on kind of like we're doing now where they're doing small increments with things? I hope things? so because I, I keep up on, on the, the virus daily to make sure that if there's something that we need to do that we're not doing that, that we, you know, get on the ball. But I think you're going to see the whole community not be as quick to move ahead as some of the younger people are. Mm -hmm. uh, our people are going to be more conservative. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I think that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, just kind of, you know, thinking about just some of the effects that it's had, you know, some of our local businesses, like you said, City Hall's having to close, so some of our local businesses are having to adjust as well. Um, have you seen some of the businesses adjusting, and, and how are um, we, I guess, as a, as a community, are the businesses kind of pursuing? I know there's some federal funding and different things like that. And I just see, you know, what's kind of been the outlook for our businesses. Our businesses have been very positive. Uh, we have had uh, a few businesses that uh, have had to change the way they do business. But if you stop and think, 
Benson has no restaurants, so there was nobody to be laid off. Mm. We've got a grocery store and a Dollar General, and those are two businesses that people need. So we've not seen them affected that much by it. Um, maybe people are shopping in Vincent more mm -hmm. instead of going to Chelsea or mm -hmm. Childersburg or somewhere like that. And uh, it's it's been uh, a few businesses, you know, are, are affected by it. But I think they're they're strong enough that uh, we're not going to see anybody go out of business in Vincent. Well, that's that's a positive. Um, so I keep hearing hearing in the news about a possible second wave. You know, I keep hearing this in the fall. Um, what what do you think about the second wave? How would you handle a second wave? Would it be similar to the first wave of what you would do? Just what is your idea about what I'm hearing in the news? I think what you're hearing in the news is very possible. Uh, I think it's a... Uh, possibility of, of a second wave. Mm -hmm. And uh, once you get to that point, hopefully we're smart enough to know not to do some of the things that we did the first wave, but to make sure that we're on top of it ahead right. of time. Right. And that hopefully we'll have the facilities and the equipment and supplies that we need to be able to do that. And and, and it will be a lot less strenuous on everybody if we can, can be ready for it if it happens. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I know that a lot of the, in, when you hear in the news, a lot of the things that made this part harder in the first, I guess you could say first wave or the start of this was the lack of, you know, of having preparation right. and, and being prepared. So um, that's a, a really, you know, good thought that if we are planning for it, it makes it a lot easier to deal with. Well, and and also it'll it'll make it easier for us to deal with there. But as you probably have heard and, and know, they've got children now that are coming down with a, mm -hmm. uh, a disease. Mm -hmm. It's not the same thing, but it's, they feel like that it's generating from that, that some of the, the bugs are getting together and, and coming out in children in a different manner. Mm -hmm. So we just hope and pray that that's not going to be one that's going to, you know, blossom out and, and uh, uh, take off. Yeah, absolutely. And I know a lot of people in the community, um, you know, we are very fortunate that most, you know, businesses are still going strong and um, you know, people are still being able to work. It's not like the restaurants where they're unable to work, but, um, what are some ways I know there are several food banks in the communities and then of course, um, you know, close around that are, are there to help and help people. Um, you know, what are some ways that you've been encouraging people? Um, I know, um, there are some food pantries and things like that. What are, what are some ways that you're encouraging people if they need help to, to go to? Well, as always, most of the people that need help start with the churches. Mm -hmm. uh, and our churches in Vincent have always been very generous with people that need help. But just, I know there's some food pantries around and then our church has the Baptist Association Food mm -hmm. Bank. Mm -hmm. uh, it was in Vincent two weeks ago, three weeks ago, uh, and they distributed a little over 2,000 pounds wow. of food. Wow. So that's something that comes to Vincent on a regular basis. They have a schedule that I think we get it four or five times a year. Mm -hmm. 
and usually they give anywhere uh, place anywhere from 1,600 to 2,000, 2,200 pounds of food. Wow. So that's and that's the way all of our churches are. Mm-hmm. Uh, they take care of the people of the community. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I would agree. And there's several around um, that are able to help if those need help. Now, that's one area of help. Another area that's not often talked about is the area of mental health. And, and that may be too strong of a word. I'm mainly coming at it from this standpoint. Um, unfortunately, I've had to be a part of some funerals during this um, shutdown season. And one of the things that has hurt me um, as much as anything else is to see some of our church members and our fellow community, um, our, our fellow community um, individuals go through the grieving and the loss of a loved one without having the ability for everyone to come. There's something special about having your friends and family and community rally around you when you're facing a hard a hard season. And you haven't been able to do that because you had to limit the funeral to 10 people, you know. Um, so that's one area that I'm trying to figure out how to minister to in a different way. But... Do you have any words on that? Do you, can you speak to that of what you've seen? or I've seen identically the same thing. Yeah. And just like I can give you a case today, yes, today, one of the local pastors uh, passed away. And they had to do the funeral. They had the funeral, did it outside yeah. in the field across from the church and had to people 10 feet apart. Yeah. So they made a way to do it, mm-hmm. but you take many cases of where you've got somebody that's 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 older. If your family's older, and you, it's it's hard for people to get out in the weather sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, too hot or too cold, mm-hmm. or raining. But we've we've seen uh, a good bit of that. Just nothing but a small graveside service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I know that's difficult for the families, especially. You know, here in the the South, you know, we're very touchy. We want to hug people. We want to console people. You know, in a in a physical way. And, and I know that that's that's especially hard for those of us who you know want to shake people's hands and things like that as a way of comfort. You know, and I also know it's difficult. You know, like you were saying, with our community being a lot of people who are older or maybe are at their homes more often. Um, I know a lot of them would look forward to their grandkids coming over and, you know, they would look forward to when they could come over once a week. And a lot of times that's been, you know, removed because they, they're worried about it. So, um, of course, if, you know, anybody needs help, the churches are resources as well to call and, and talk to people. And that's wonderful what, you know, your, your church is doing in terms of, calling and, and checking on people. I know we've been doing that as well here and, um, you know, trying to be as comforting as we as we can. Well, we need to take care of our old folks. That's right. Which I'm one of them. But, <laughs> but still, you know, we've got people that are homebound mm-hmm. and they look at four walls all the time. Mm-hmm. We complain about being uh, locked down for three or four hours a day and uh, they're 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's it's uh, it's got to be a community effort, and I read an article. Matter of fact, just before I came over here, 
that was in our weekly newspaper from, uh, from Alabama Baptist. And they were talking about uh, how does an older congregation church get back started? Mm. Oh, okay. And they said one of the things, and when you mentioned the South, we are touchy-feely, huggy people. Absolutely. And they said that's the hardest thing they're having to get used to is not to come up and, mm -hmm. and hug the grandmother, grandfather, yeah. aunt, or uncle. That's mm -hmm. right. And, and we need to realize that people have feelings and, and like to be close to people. That's, it's just a, a thing of the family. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, um, you know, kind of as we're getting close to drawing to a close, I know we're going we're gonna to speak a little bit about the census here in, in a little bit, because, uh, of course, that's very important in this time. But, you know, what's your, you know, final thoughts uh, that you want to leave with the community and, um, you know, perhaps speaking to leaders in the community and people, your constituents, and, you know, just your overall message and thoughts moving forward? We still all need to work together very closely. We need to remember that uh, everybody has feelings and that we don't all have the same ideas that other people have, but we need to work together. We need to make sure that, that we don't get out in left field when it comes to the, the moving up step by step. Everybody can't do that the same way. Mm -hmm. We may feel like that we need to be a little more cautious and a, a a little easier and slower getting some, some things started than maybe some of your larger areas do. Mm -hmm. And we just need to continue to do what we've been doing, uh, working with each other and, and making sure that uh, uh, we're all working as a team to get this thing going and get things back on track again. Whatever the new norm's going to be, we've got to be with it and got to work with it. That's right. So as we close it up here, I want to talk about the census. I want to ask you, how has the virus affected the census? Um, and many people may or may not know this. I didn't know this as much until I started doing a little research. But the census will dictate to the state of Alabama and its citizens what will occur from the standpoint of funding for schools, um, but not only schools, but health care and highway infrastructure. So the census is very, very important. So where is Vincent at in the census? The census is extremely important. It's, uh, it's a necessity for us because every person that's counted, when you look at dollars, and dollars is where it comes from the government, mm -hmm. every person that's counted is worth 1600 bucks a piece. So that tells you when people are not signing up for the census or not being counted, our money for our schools, goes down. Money for Medicaid, health care goes down. So everything that is coming back through us, through the government, through the federal, is going to be less. And we stand to lose unless we are, are up on our census. We stand to lose one of our representatives for, for Washington. Wow. So it's very serious for us. Uh, we are, as Shelby County, we are number one in the state as far as the number of people that have already signed up mm -hmm. for the census, that have already been counted. Mm -hmm. Now, some of your rural areas, older people, unless somebody does it for them, they're not going to do it until somebody comes and knocks on the door. 
mm-hmm. and that's going to happen. Uh, but we are putting it on our water bill. Uh, anything we can do, we've got banners around town. Uh, we're asking our churches to put it in their bulletins, and and you know on Sundays when when you have prayer at the end of it, pray for the census also because it's very very important to us. Yeah, and I think a lot of people, you know, we 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 don't realize how much it truly impacts our community. Um, you know, it, and it, I know when I did it, uh, they have the ability to to do it online, um, and and it took me all of five minutes you know and so it's really important you know if you do have access to that of course they still have the ones mailed that should have been mailed in to the people but you had the mail in you have the computer to do it online you can also do it by telephone so there's no reason for people not to be counted yeah there's there's a lot of areas to be able to be counted and if once the library is back open uh, if somebody has a problem, they go by the library and they'll, the librarian will help them do their, their census information. Absolutely. And um, I'll put down in the description, you can look and I'll have uh, the number for uh, the, the library here in Vincent. Um, I'll also have the number for City Hall if there's any reason that you, know, you would need to contact them. So we want to be a resource that points back right. to our, our our local officials, our, our local community. And so uh, those will be down in the description. But um, I'm just going to pray uh, for, for you and for our community as we, as we close. And, um, you know, we are just so thankful that you took some time out of your day. I know it's been really busy for you. And so we just really appreciate you, you coming and being with us. Well, I feel like it's, it's our chance to be with the community and with the churches in the community and uh, do what we can to, to make sure that, that people are being taken care of. Absolutely, absolutely. So I'm going to pray. So thank you, Lord, so much. We thank you for Mayor McAllister, Lord. We thank you for his leadership, Father. I pray that you would just bless him, bless all who are in the mayor's office and our city officials and our council members, Lord. I pray that you would just touch them, Lord. Pray that you will give them wisdom and guidance as we navigate this trying time, Lord. Lord God, we know that it is in your hands. Lord God, we trust in you, Lord, and we just pray that you will just give us all wisdom, give us all strength. Lord God, touch those who have been affected by the virus, touch those who are healthcare workers, touch everyone, Lord God, who is encountering this virus on a daily basis, and we just look to see your hand in everything that we do. It is in your name we pray. Amen. And thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in and being with us and listening and being a part of this community on the Revival Center podcast. We have thoroughly enjoyed uh, doing this community spotlight, doing uh, our Revival Talk series. It's a ton of fun to do, and I hope you're enjoying it as much as we are. Um, If you want to keep up to date on when we are coming out with new content, Please like, please subscribe, and share to your friends. If you know somebody who um, would need this information, especially those like today, those who live here in Vincent and are a part of our community, please share this to them. We want them to be a part and, and come and be with us in this time. So we thank you so much for joining us, and we look forward to next time.